So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas hello my name is ben hartley and you are listening to the six figure photography podcast each week, uh, a new episode is going to air. We're going to help you grow your business by winning more inquiries, maximizing your profits, breaking through limiting beliefs. Today, we're talking about the latter, breaking through limiting beliefs. I'm chatting with my co-host and friend, Rachel Griman, Green Chair Stories. She is a photography copywriter. Uh, and it's just her idea. <laughs> just, sure was. She's, she's like, let's talk scarcity. Let's talk abundance. I'm like, I'm scared to talk about that. She's like, exactly. Let's do it. Welcome to the show, everyone. Rachel, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, it was a long night, Rachel. I got, I got a bundle of children. One of them was sick. Uh, so I did the, you know, I'm just popcorn hopping around mm -hmm. different kids' beds. Uh, mm -hmm. I ended up at the top bunk of my twin, one of the twins' beds last night, some feet in my face. So yeah. The best kind of night, the best, most restful sleep of your life, right? Absolutely. Sleeping with a child. Yeah, absolutely. I'm pretty, I'm pretty resilient though, when it comes to those type of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I, the one gift that I've been given, the only one. <laughs> very few gifts the one gift that i've been given is that i have the ability to sleep anywhere <laughs> yes. like and relatively instantly like if i wake up in the middle of the night and i've got to go now sleep on the cement floor i could do it um yeah if you're gonna have children with someone that's a great question to ask yeah. before that decision like how are you on sleep because it really comes into play a lot when you have kids yeah yeah well and i think most people don't know by the way but i bet most no. people if you ask that question they'd be like oh i feel i'm great at sleep it's like well yeah because you live alone in a college dorm <laughs> and you have a sound machine and like a perfect pillow <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and you had a fifth of vodka to put you to sleep you know like <laughs> it's probably that or a bottle of wine yeah. um and then you start making things and like it's little creatures that changes stuff anyhow rachel <laughs> uh how, how are you i'm good i also slept in four different places last night with my kids okay. so we are both on our a game today this is going to be like <laughs> the, the most best content of your lives yeah the most polished episode so um so you reached out and you're like hey let's talk about abundance mm -hmm. let's talk about scarcity and there's a, well, I mean, man, that's, there's so many directions that we could take with this, but I think that I immediately jumped. I was like, yes, absolutely. Because no matter what stage you're at in your business, if you're just starting off, um, it can feel like deer in headlights. Um, and 
it, I, you know, I want to say it go, it, it maybe gets better, but it doesn't go away entirely. Mm-mm. Like the Mm-mm. scarcity mindset is just like, it's always right outside the door knocking. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I think this is a great topic to have, uh, for the photographers who are listening. And so I, I want to hear from you of where, where kind of this, where this idea came from, why you wanted to talk about it. Yeah, I think you're so right that as we reach different levels in our business, we kind of have to flex that muscle again. I do think it gets easier to flex it the more you grow it. Um, But you you never are too far removed from it. So when you're making business decisions, you have to confront that demon and say, do I believe that good things are coming for me? Do I believe that I am capable of making whatever this next step is work for me financially, mentally, physically, all of it. So I think um, I would love to hear, you know, your story. And I'm happy to tell mine of when I learned that I had a scarcity problem. I think a lot of us don't know we have one until we started business. Um, For me, it was absolutely when I veered into the copywriting side of things. Um, because I wanted to be a copywriter for all creatives, you know, kind of how when a lot of photographers are like, you want me to shoot headshots? Great. You want me to shoot families? Great. You want me to do whatever you want me to do? Great. As long as I'm making money, I'm going to say yes to it. And that's kind of how I felt in the beginning. And my business was just fine until I said, this is who I'm for. I only write for photographers. And then it exploded. And it's like, sometimes you need to look at things from a different angle to realize that, you know, abundance is waiting on the other side of a really scary decision. And for me, that was committing to photographers for a lot of photographers. It's committing to a certain niche. Um, But anyway, that's how I kind of backed into what scarcity meant to me. Where did you first see that in your business? I hit it for a long time. I I hit it and I hit it under the perfect guise of virtue. Mm -hmm. Um, I hit it from, Others, but most importantly, I hit it for myself, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, this is going back now 12 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I started off, I hadn't, I I really did not believe that I, uh, that I could make um, the type of uh, living for my family, like that I could really provide for them. Mm-hmm. Um, that I could design the life that we wanted mm-hmm. to actually make with photography. Like the, the idea that anyone would pay me, let's go with even three to $5,000 for photography, mm-hmm. uh, was like, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, it was, right. like, it, was, it was a pipe dream really. And, um, so when I very first started off, I, 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 I took that belief and I was like, well, that's scarcity. That's, you know, this isn't, I'm, I'm actually peeling back the onions now. Like I wasn't, I didn't tell myself this at the time. Instead, I told myself, I am going to be virtuous. I'm going to be the photographer for all. I'm going to be the photographer that, right. um, everybody can afford. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want anybody to like have to, um, uh, to, to, to be left out. Um, I want to be affordable. Uh, and so that's what I told myself. Mm-hmm. And so I came out swinging, uh, $300 weddings. Right. <laughs> wow. And, um, and, uh, I was married at the time and I, I, I realized that, um, someone was paying the price. Right. Uh, and it, and it wasn't my clients, but, uh, my wife was paying the price, uh, I was paying the price. Um, our, 
uh, groceries were <laughs> like there our our life was paying the price, you know. And mm-hmm. so um, I think that was the very early beginning. I, as I I started to realize I've got some scarcity here that um, that I'm buying into right now that that. I need to raise my prices and it was terrifying to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was probably the first, uh, the, the first clear encounter of it in terms of my business, you know? Um, yeah. So I think that's really interesting and this is not a direction that I saw us taking in this, but personal question, did you grow up with a faith background at all? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I was in full-time ministry for a couple of years wow, prior to photography. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one, no you one would make, guess it. You would make the... a great youth pastor. I gotta say. I know. I do. I, I've heard that one too many times. <laughs> it's actually one of like, if you ever wanted to like, like deal me a really hard blow. Like <laughs> that's what you, I should tell you. <laughs> that's actually, that's like one of the greatest offenses that I, that, that I, that I received. I'm not even kidding. I take it back. If you want to like get under back. my nerves, it's like, you sound like a youth pastor. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say that just from experience because I grew up Mennonite and so very, very faith background. And I think anything can play into this. It doesn't have to be evangelical faith, but for I'm assuming for Ben and I both virtue and humility and is a very big part of the cultures we were raised in. And so to set an audacious goal of like, I'm going to aspire to wealth really rubs against everything we were taught and everything, or at least for me, you know, Mennonites are humble, humble, simple people. And the idea that I deserve to make what I aspire to is it just, it rubs against so hard everything the people I love believe and whatever I was taught growing up. So for me, scarcity was kind of ingrained in me from the start unintentionally. And I don't blame anyone for that. Um, but I think it's very, very important to recognize exactly what Ben said. Like that was such a clear distillation of what a lot of people go through. Like their, his goal of wanting to be virtuous, um, really did, set him on a path of having to fight against himself to make money. And that is the hardest thing to do as a business owner. Like we're already fighting against so many other factors, but to fight against yourself is just making it 10 times harder. And to to be clear, you can have your cake and eat it too. You can take care of yourself. You can provide for yourself and the people that are relying on you. And you can serve the communities that you want to serve. You can. And that's give abundance. Gifts. Yes. That's having exactly. both. Yes. You don't have, it doesn't have to be like, oh, it's sold out. It looks like I'm, you know, I'm, right. no one, no one ever is going to, you know, you either get me or you don't. Like there's, it's not a black mm-hmm. and white thing. Totally. And a lot of it is perception. For me, aspiring to make a lot of money felt like I didn't want people to perceive me a certain way. I didn't want other people to have opinions about the way I ran my business and what I charge. And at the end of the day, scarcity moving from scarcity to abundance for me was moving from prioritizing what other people think of me to prioritizing how I feel about myself. Mm. Yep. Yeah. When, uh, when you were uh, growing up, did you, did you have money? Did you not have money? A lot of money. My parents are very, very wealthy. And, but my dad is like, he's an incredible business owner. He owns his own business. He has since he was 19. He's owned it for 50 years this year. It's a big celebration. Um, but he is a gambler. Like he loves Mm. to take risks. He's gone through three recessions and lost everything. 
twice now and then built it back up. Mm. So my dad has the best money mindset out of anybody I've ever met in my life. <laughs> and I'm always like, I wish for like a shred of your confidence in this. Yeah. And uh, so he's actually been a fantastic example to me um, and a very generous one. Like the way my dad handles money, he's incredibly generous, but everyone we surrounded ourselves with, even if you were wealthy, you didn't look like it. Mm. Like my dad would only buy black cars. And he would never buy something fancy. Like it had to be like a Toyota. Like that's as top of the line as he would get. So yeah. the Mennonite thing, it was all, it's all about perception, not real reality. So if you could per be perceived as humble and living below your means, whatever that is, that was still like on the straight and narrow. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So it does. Yep. Yeah. So, it yeah. Does. so yeah. it's not his fault. He told me, he showed me how to live in abundance my whole life. And I chose to ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, even on that note, I, I, I'm curious if it is something that is just like, it, no matter how you raise, I, I don't know, by the way, I'm just, this is me just uh, riffing yeah, here. I, I wonder boring. how much of scarcity versus mindset is an individual's uh, path to take. And like every person is uh, like, there's no, there's no way you could be like uh, raised to not have to confront it. I, I don't know if this is true or not, yeah. but like you've got to walk through it and, and be up against the scarcity of of resources, of money, of mm -hmm. confidence, of ability, of clients, of of whatever it is. Like I, I just don't know if anybody ever just walks in and is like, no, like I'm just going all in. Maybe they do. Mm -hmm. I'm, I I just I, I've got this suspicion that everybody is has to walk through that door at some point. And maybe you know, maybe it's just earlier in life than than others and they get more practice at it and they get better at just like, okay, here's the damn door again. Looks like yeah. I'm going through it. Yeah. Yes. For me it's like we grew up my parents were very, very poor, came into money around the time I was born. You're welcome, guys. And then when I graduated college, lost it all. And so for me, money was the, the option for it to leave was always on the table. Mm. So my money mindset story is completely different than my oldest sisters, who's seven years older than me, who grew up scarcity, watched my parents come into wealth and then launched into her own life. Mm -hmm. So I think it can be different within the same family if it if the story changes in your family. Yeah. So like for you, how did you grow up? How did your childhood shape your virtuosity and like kind of your money mindset story. Yeah. Um, for me, it was, it was all about what I and I alone can do. Uh, my dad got burned a lot, um, mm -hmm. with, uh, by other people. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I think growing up, I always blamed the system and blamed the other people. Right. And there may have been some other <laughs> poor decision-making being involved. Right. But so I, I, I very much have viewed like, uh, it was my hustle that was going to make the difference, right? Right, right. And so that can get you somewhere. Like mm -hmm. just pure grit, drive, hustle can get you somewhere. And there certainly is a time in your business that like requires that early on. Mm -hmm. There's like this hustle stage to get things going. But I like, um, for me, the scarcity continued even well past six figures as I continued to just like rely on myself to be the one to... Um, pull everything forward. Right. Yeah. Um, I've got to do all the things at all times for all people. And, um, and so another, you know, again, this is like another, this is 
this is well past now doing $10,000 weddings. So like I've walked through the door a few times, but there's uh-huh. so many scarcity doors. Rachel. Like, <laughs> they never stop. They well, never stop. Yeah. You know, they don't. And this is kind of my point at the beginning of this episode is like, I think there's, and they're, they're very subtle and they change and they shift, you know, like I think most people who are making, you know, half a million charging $10,000 plus, you know, for photography, like, oh, that person doesn't have a scarcity. Like it would look like that. But then you start peeling back and you're like, you start to notice, okay, but what else is missing? What, where are there other places that they're unwilling to go because of scarcity? And so, um, for me, it's been getting into, um, relying on others, you know, mm-hmm. uh, within my business to, to scale it. Right. To yes. actually like put yes. that effort, like the scarcity of like, well, I'm the one who can do this. Mm-hmm. I know I can, cause I've done it. I've relied mm-hmm. on myself for the last 35 years. Uh, and so I know I can count on me. I don't, I don't know if I can count on anybody else. Right. So 100%. there's that other, uh, it's completely separate from money in a way. Um, of but just it's like, still scarcity. Yes. It's thinking still scarcity. that you're the only one with capabilities. Yes. And I think that I found the most beautiful part of my business is that not only can other people do what I think only I can do, they can do it better. Yeah. Like my business is so much stronger because of what I have invited my team into. Yep. And they've been able to show me things that this little pea brain was never going to come up with on her own. Yeah. And they let me get back to the things that I'm great at. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like, that sounds so cheesy because you hear it all the time. But that to me was after you go through the door of like hustle, hustle, invest in yourself, take your business to the next level. I think that next door is who can I trust besides myself and having an abundance mindset of like, I'm going to have people that are going to move this forward for me. I can trust people to run this even better than I can. And I think so that is a hard door for a lot of people. It was really hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, uh, I, I think investing into yourself is a really challenging one because, um, when I say that, by the way, I mean, like, Um, I don't know how you got to where you are, but one of the ways that I got to where I was, was by purchasing education Mm -hmm. through the form of courses, books, coaches, uh, mentorships, masterminds, like you name it. I've bought every, you know what I mean? Like that's Mm -hmm. what I mean. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I think the, every time I'm up against the scarcity mindset, literally even today, it's like almost every time I go to invest back into myself, I'm up against a scarcity mindset because a, I've got to clearly pull up my wallet and and pay somebody else. So like, there's mm-hmm. like this: Am I going to get duped here? There's like the feeling it goes back to my dad, kind of a thing. Like, am I going to fall prey to like you know the some scheme right. or whatever? Like, right? Am I going to be the victim? Yes. Am I going to be the victim? Right. So it's like I've got to bet on this person. I got to give them all this money, whatever it is. I mean, it can be as little to as big as as it can mm-hmm. get. But then I also have to confront once again, myself, like, am I worth it? Am I worth investing this money into? Am I going to actually steward this information? Well, you know, cause I've got to bet on myself that I'm going to pull this off. And so I continually without fail, anytime I go to buy anything from anyone, I always have this, this moment of again, scarcity or abundance and, 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 and don't get me wrong. This is, uh, you should be wise about yourself. You should look for results, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm not going to talk about that and trying to decide right. who is the right person. To hire. I'm just right, purely right. talking about the internal dialogue. And it's crazy and because think- every single time it's happened, I have, 
uh, I mean, the, some of the numbers are insane in terms of growth. Like sometimes right. it's been like a hundred X growth off of right. investing into myself, um, right. down to just like, even if it's just like a two X, like it's just insane. And yet I still mm-hmm. go to knock at the door and I'm like, I don't know if I should right. do this. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what keeps people investing in these like $37 products that you Damn see those online. $37 yeah. products. You know what I mean? Like people are like, well, I don't want to do $3,000, so I'm just going to do 37 because yeah. it'll get me at least that much return. You are not going to open that $37 thing. You know, maybe you will. I, I don't know your life. but And listen, I, a PDF can only do so much, my friend. It can only, and I sell PDFs. Like, yeah. I, I'm not against them. I'm just saying the only reason I created those damn PDFs is because I people are asking for them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, if you would like to do this, and they are right for people in that hustle phase of their business that just need to get to the next phase. But those people usually come back a couple of years later and come for the big ticket items from us. But then if you are willing to share, I would love to hear from you what the two wisest investments you've made in yourself. You don't have to talk numbers. You don't have to talk how much you made, but two investments you were really, really scared to make in yourself and how they benefited you. Yeah. Before I do that, just to go back real quick, the, yeah. <laughs> the little 37, it makes sense to, to people who are out there buying those. It does make sense to do sometimes because sometimes you want to like validate, does mm-hmm. this educator actually have chops? Totally. Can they actually communicate? Totally. Do I trust them? Are they valid? Do I connect with them? So I just wanted to say that uh, yeah. in case anyone was like, well, I buy those and it's, you know, it, it does make sense. I buy to, them. Yeah. It's fine. The same as well. Yep. I just mean there's some people that buy them that are actually ready for the bigger investment. They are. Yes. And they're hoping they're, they're, they're just, they're at the edge of the yeah. cliff. Yeah. Yeah. So wisest. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so the first, um, by the way, some of these, I, some of these, I, I I'm going to put them in the category of wisest, not cause I was so wise to go out and do them at the beginning. Now, maybe I was, but it's more because of like, as lucky. I look back at it, hindsight's 22, I'm like, yeah. well, that really worked out well. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, and yet like, I'm not going to discredit myself entirely. <laughs> I, <laughs> I am brilliant. Okay. So what, uh, one of them was a, um, it was a transformational um, workshop. It's a four-day-long mm-hmm. transformational workshop entirely focused on um, the self and uh, relationships. I guess I'll just go with relationships, um, like relationship with yourself, with um, everyone else in the world, pretty much. And um, and uh, it was a, it was put together by a gentleman named uh, Dan Tacchini. I've had him on the podcast, um, I think one time. Um, and uh, it really, it, I, I, it just really rocked my whole world and put me into a room with like 20 other people from every walk of, I mean, we had multimillionaires in the room and we had people who had just gotten out of rehab for addiction. We had, uh, uh, cons, ex cons, uh, in the room. It was just like, we had 18 year olds room. We had like 70 year olds in the room. You had like every walk. It was just absolutely insane. And the space that you're put into and the conversations that happened and the, it it was, uh, yeah, that, that set me on a path towards, um, getting actually trained in transformational coaching and and the way that Mm -hmm. that has shifted my, all of my coaching practice for my photography community, um, to just 
my everyday life. It's, uh, it's been wild. So that, that would be number one. Um, number two would be to hire a, um, financial advisor, mm. um, not a CPA, uh, you know, but like a, yeah, just a financial advisor. I think that was probably the, the next. Someone who actually manages your money. Yes, and exactly. Yep. Vent manages money, um, investments, uh, from even if you're like, I don't, I'm not even at the place to be investing You're a, you're wrong, but B, yeah. <laughs> um, just helping to like figure out budget and like, what, what am I doing? Where is this money going? How can I be a mm-hmm. steward of this? How can I make, be making intentional decisions so that, um, I, I can very clearly like point to sometimes you've got to use science and logic when scarcity is like banging at your door yeah. and being like, you yeah. can't do this. Like, what if this thing fails? I'm like, well, that's why I have an emergency fund. And then scarcity is mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, shit. It's like, sometimes you use logic and reasoning to, to combat Convince scarcity. Yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so I am not, I'm really good at making money. Mm-hmm. I am I up until now I've not been the best at like knowing then how to um put it to work. Right. And mm-hmm. so having a financial advisor um I've treated it though as like having a a, a coach really. Mm-hmm. So I haven't treated it as a service that I just pedal off like okay you go and manage my money for me but You're more actually like learning teach from me him. how to do these yeah. things so I can well, It's not innate. Yes. Like no one like you have to go seek the information or you have to pay someone to do it for you. You don't you're not born into this world unless you have a parent who holds your hand and walks you through how it works, which so few of us do. Yeah. <laughs> like you turn 18 and you're like, "Oh, I have to pay for socks. Number what one, I never thought about that. And number two, what is a four hundred one k? Yeah, is there the memes out there that like? Th- listen, thank goodness that I know the uh, what, what the Pythagorean I, theorem exactly. <laughs> um, but do I know anything about taxes? Do I right. know anything about investment? No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No, it's so hard. But I think those are two really good examples of like, I know for me, when I invest in really big things, I'm usually investing in one result and the one I get is so much better than the one I thought that I was getting. And I think that is where nobody can tell you who to hire. You have to go on vibes. Like that's where your intuition comes in. Because if your intuition is telling you this person is going to get you where you need to be, you need to listen to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would say, so when you say vibes, I hear reputation. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get too. a little bit more tangible. I think reputation uh, is, is, for me, my reputation is my meaningful difference. Uh, when I think about at least my commitments, like I want my mm-hmm. word to actually be um, Bible. accepted as truth. Like, hey, mm-hmm. when Ben says something, he actually means what he says. Yep. And so um, I think reputation uh, and then just actual results, but not results mm-hmm. for yourself. Um, anybody out there can go and show the results that they got for themselves, but it has uh-huh. to be like real photographers sharing those results, not mm-hmm. even the results that like, okay, so like I have a course, it's called book solid. It's online. You can go buy it right now. If you go there, I will tell you what I've done. And then I will share with you screenshots of what other people have done. Don't mm-hmm. believe me. Right. <laughs> it's like, right. Stop. Don't even believe me. I mean like real results from real breathing photographers that like, if you go and you post into a group, like, Hey, has anybody done this thing with Ben? Like, is he an asshole? Is it, is it, did you get results? Right. Is it good? Is it bad? Like right. that you need like that. 
I think, uh, to before, at least before you start investing into the thousands categories, right? Yes. Um, that would be my advice. Totally. Totally. And when I say vibes, I mean, once you narrow it down to a couple of people who have a good reputation, you should get on the phone with them and you should see how you vibe. Because I have told people with them. (laughs) (laughs) I have told so many people on the phone, like, you know what? We're probably not the best fit for you, but I know who is. And those are the people that you should trust. Yeah. I thought I was really funny when I said that. (laughs) It was. I giggled. I gave you a gig. You should date them. Um, Well, Rachel, this is great. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having this conversation. Abundance, scarcity. It's not going away. It's like fear. It's just mm-hmm. you, you, you learn to befriend it. You learn yep. to take it with you and you learn to recognize it as a sign of something that is great to come. Mm-hmm. When I recognize scarcity, I, I, I begin to say, I'm like, okay, it's not just fear anymore. It's like, there's opportunity here. I get, I start to get excited around what is possible. Um, and with the right people in my life, um, that I can bounce ideas off of, um, the right decision-making, like I can, I can better identify those things. But now I see scarcity, uh, when I see it kind of showing up and I feel the fear around whatever opportunity is there, it starts to excite me just as much now. And, it, yes. and it's, Rachel, you said this earlier. It's like reps. It's like you're going to keep walking through these doors. You're going to mm-hmm. keep encountering scarcity. You're going to keep overcoming it and choosing abundance and stepping further and further in. And it and it does get easier and mm-hmm. it does actually get more exciting. And yeah. um, and so I'm excited. It's like for we're dogs. Things. We're being trained yeah. of like of like, oh, scarcity's here. That means I'm about to do something kind of cool. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thank you. I can't wait to uh, talk to you again next week. I appreciate you so much. Podcast listeners, appreciate you. Thanks for hanging out. (laughs) Um, Listen. Uh, I hope to see you on the next episode of the Six Figure Photography. Ooh, that was a that was a slur. <laughs> hey, Rachel, hi. Wait, hold on a second. Rachel, do you want to sign us out today? Um, sure. Thank you for listening to the Six Figure Photography Podcast, and we hope you're here next week. Be kind to yourself and keep showing up. Bye.